Hey guys, before we get into this week's podcast, I want to talk about my brand new online course. I am super excited about this, and this was highly requested by you guys, actually. If you have been following me for a while, you know that majority of what I talk about on my podcast or on my YouTube channel is something called self-parenting. This is essentially mental health. This is the day-to-day process of really learning how to love yourself, be mentally healthy, be emotionally healthy, heal from your past and rebuild, motivate yourself, deal with anxiety, etc. This is the bulk of what mental health is, and this is quite frankly what we were supposed to learn growing up. So in this course, I will give you the step-by-step guide of how you can begin being both mentally and emotionally healthy. I am super excited about this course, and I know you guys will absolutely love it. So click the link down below and check it out today. You are highly sensitive. You will struggle with throughout the course of your life because your nervous system is already so sensitive that any type of external stimulation is going to be a lot for you. So whether that's noise, whether that's sight, whether that's certain smells, you're just more prone and more aware of things. And so it can cause your nervous system to feel really overwhelmed where perhaps your heart starts racing, you might be struggling with anxiety and people who are highly sensitive are 100% prone to anxiety. So if you don't know how to deal with being overstimulated and what to do, you are going to fall down the rabbit holes of having constant anxiety, of always feeling stressed and not really taking care of yourself in really good ways. And now for the average person, they might be able to deal with a lot of environments that are very stimulating, um, a lot of noise, a lot of uh, conversation, a lot of talking, but for someone who's highly sensitive, you definitely need to learn how to balance this. And so in this video, I wanna give you five tips so you can start handling and managing your overstimulation. Now, it is extremely common for someone who is highly sensitive to need a lot of rest, to need a lot of alone time, a lot of quiet. And for each person, it's going to look a little different. The reason being is that these kind of like private spaces where it's just you gives you a chance to really recharge your batteries and for you to feel really and operate at your best. Now, of course, we all should be doing these things, whether you are highly sensitive or not, but if you are someone who is highly sensitive, then you're going to be prone to this probably more often. You're not going to be able to go multiple days with a really hectic and stressful life and schedule, a lot of crazy stimulation and never really having that downtime to take care of yourself. If you do go through periods where it is a lot going on and a lot of stress and a lot of stimulation, you're going to become stressed and burnt out and have anxiety, possibly panic attacks more quickly than just the average person. When we feel overstimulated, for me personally, growing up, and this was even prior to under or knowing the concept of being a highly sensitive person, I didn't know I was highly sensitive, but growing up, I was the kid that after school, I had to immediately come home. I had to come home after school. I couldn't go out and play. I needed like a good half an hour, possibly even a full hour of just like being in my room and having like that downtime to decompress. Now, most kids do enjoy that, but there are a lot of kids that the minute they come home off the bus, they're immediately going outside. And for me, I needed that downtime. When I worked in a corporate office and there was a lot of noise and hustle and bustle going around, um, living that kind of corporate life, I never really wanted to go out after work and have a beer with some of my coworkers. I immediately, I wanted to actually go home. I wanted to take a shower, I wanted to decompress, I wanted to kind of like have my alone time. So 
a lot of people that are highly sensitive love their alone time. They actually really flourish in that space and it gives them a chance to kind of like recenter and get back to them so they can be in environments that are overstimulating. Now, a lot of people love stimulation. It's kind of like what they thrive on and that's totally cool. But even the average person is going to hit a point of needing to rest and recharge and feeling over overworked or overstressed in situations. Now, overstimulation can kind of like vary. So for me, for example, I can walk into a mall and be walking around and all of a sudden I can start to feel my heart racing a little bit if there's just like a lot of noise going on and if the mall is like really completely crowded. Now, I can also feel that if I go to a bar or a concert, but then there can be environments where I'm going to a bar, a concert, a mall, and I don't feel that at all. And I think for, the, for a person who is sensitive that doesn't realize they are highly sensitive and doesn't understand any of this, then they're going to when they start to feel really anxious and nervous in certain environments and a little overstimulated, it's going to scare them because wait a minute, I've gone into the mall a thousand times and I didn't feel this and all of a sudden today I'm starting to feel it. So just because you're highly sensitive doesn't mean in these environments you can never go to a concert, you can never travel somewhere, you can never be in these loud environments and in these social settings. No, you can. It's just when you start to feel like you're getting overwhelmed, you have to have really good coping skills in order to be able to hand your, handle yourself in that situation. So it's harder for someone who's highly sensitive to be able to ignore the fact that there's these loud noises happening around them. I just went to go get my nails done and they were doing construction right outside the studio or the place that I was getting it done and they were literally drilling into the concrete and it was so loud and mixed with that and all of the women that were talking in there, I had to put my headset on and start listening to something to kind of like recenter myself because it just became too overwhelming for me where I began to feel it. So those are common things that happen when you are someone who's highly sensitive. Let's talk about the best coaching option for you. Individual coaching sessions are for clients who would like a one-time session with me instead of jumping into doing my private coaching program. This is a perfect way for you to get some insight and receive some quick tips to help you in your life. In this session, we will talk about what has been weighing heavy on your mind or how to cope better with your own personal situation. Talking with me on these issues will give you the foundation of what you need to help bring more knowledge and self-awareness into your life regarding something you have been holding on to for a while now. If you are interested in a one-time session with me, please register below. Links are provided. Now, the coping skills are going to vary from person to person in terms of what works for you, what centers you, what calms you down. That's why I'm always talking about self-parenting and you guys understanding what it means to really take care of yourself on an emotional level, but I think on a mental level, but I think it really starts with self-acceptance. And for me, when I learned about highly sensitiveness and when I learned, okay, I'm getting overwhelmed by perhaps just having a normal conversation with one other person, but maybe their voice is raising a little bit and it's starting to get my heart to race, my nervous system is starting to get a little activated or a little bit more sensitive to that noise than maybe it normally would be. I had to be able to spot that so I could then take care of myself. So if you can't spot it and you're not really having this great relationship with yourself where you're like, hey, look, I am in charge of you today. I'm in charge of taking care of you the best way I can. I always tell my clients, you're babysitting, you're a parent, this is your child, here you go. And the child's you. So learn how to be really curious 
and aware as to what's going on. So if you were babysitting a little child and all of a sudden, or a seven-year-old or a 10-year-old or whatever, and you notice that their facial expression started to change, that they looked like, or they appeared like they were perhaps getting a little nervous or upset, you wouldn't ignore them. You would be aware of it. You try to help that person or that child. So it's all about kind of like flipping it and really doing that for yourself. So throughout the day, you're going through situations, you're feeling stress, you're feeling worry, you're feeling the unknown, you're feeling insecurities, you're feeling overstimulation. When you feel those things, what do you do? And a lot of times we're just programmed like robots to just ignore those feelings and we don't really do anything about them. So if you're not self-aware as to kind of like what's going on with yourself in most moments throughout the day, we say it's to be self-aware in every single moment is pretty impossible, but you should be kind of on it 90% of the time. So if you're really doing this work and this is honestly, this is mental health. This is what you were supposed to learn how to do for yourself. This is your parents teaching you how to kind of like fly and leave the nest. This is a huge, if not a major factor of what it means to be a human being and how to take care of yourself so you can be the healthiest, the happiest you could be. And self-care is more than just taking a bubble bath or going to get the manicure and the pedicure. Self-care is really what do I do here when I am feeling overstimulated? So step one is going to be recognize that you are becoming overstimulated and also get to be really familiar with the environments or things that will trigger your nervous system to become a little bit more, I don't want to say erratic, but just a little bit more sensitive. Is it noise? Is it crowded places? Is it when someone raises their voice? Is it, so for you, get to know yourself in that level. So for me, I can definitely list out the things that will kind of get me a little worked up and a little overstimulated. And some of them, I can really talk myself through it. In other situations, I really need good coping skills. So one thing with overstimulation is, you know, screen time. Let's let's be honest for a second. We are constantly overstimulated in this world that we live in. So things like, monitoring the amount of time that you're sitting on your phone and not really just like during the day. I think it's more so at night and setting really good routines for yourself is 100% a tip to heal overstimulation. I also think that when you're going through times in your life where you're so focused externally and you're not really focusing on yourself, tip number three, focus on yourself. Like you should know the things that calm you down, that center you, that fill you up inside, that make you feel good, that make you feel stable, that make you feel calm. And if you don't sprinkle that stuff in throughout your days or throughout the weeks, you're going to get so overstimulated that you're going to get burnt out, you're gonna start having anxiety, you're going to start having panic because what you're doing is you're actually just neglecting yourself. So a big part of overstimulation is number one, going to be being able to acknowledge when I am overstimulated. So understanding what are the triggers that cause myself to feel a little overstimulated. Number two, I would say definitely having a good routine throughout your days, throughout your weeks that will help to center you in those certain environments. For me, I never leave the house without a headset because if I'm in an environment where it is becoming a little too much, 
listening to something that's calming my nervous system, that's helping me to focus on something maybe a little bit more light, a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more positive, a little bit more soothing, is going to calm the nervous system down a little bit. And so you're, what you're really learning how to do is self-soothe. Really setting boundaries with who you are and what you're capable of doing. Now, obviously you want to be able to do everything that you want to do. So if you know, okay, when I go to malls, I tend to get a little overstimulated. You can go to the mall. You can go with your friends. Don't limit your life just based on the fact that you're highly sensitive. But I would say be a little bit mindful on the fact that if you worked a whole day, let's say you worked 12 hours today or you were traveling all day, when your friend calls you the minute you get home from the airport and you were just traveling all day and she wants to go out to a restaurant with a bunch of people, if you're not in the frame of mind for that then the answer is no and that's the boundary and for me I honestly never had a problem with this I was able to know that doesn't really work for me and, and that the answer is no and I never really did things that I didn't want to do of course I had times where I probably was not thinking about myself and did something that I probably shouldn't have and I felt it later or maybe in the moment of being there I started getting a little anxious because I didn't want to be there but I was in that environment because I kind of forced myself so it's all about balance it's all about taking care of yourself it's all about kind of like that self-talk and that self-parenting to make sure that we're setting proper boundaries and that we're not going into environments that we're not ready for. If I'm not rested, then I'm not going to do something that I know is going to really exhaust me because I know I'm gonna get overstimulated really quickly and all that's going to do is probably cause me to feel a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. I think one of the last tips that I can offer is really about self-acceptance. Like you have to really be able to love yourself for who you are and not judge yourself. And I think judgment and self-judgment that we give ourselves is probably one of the biggest killers for actually feeling good and happy and whole within yourself. If you feel as though there's something wrong with you for being the way you are, and here's the thing, you're the minority. You're not the majority. So you're not going to have a lot of people around you that are going to understand why you just walking in a mall is making you feel a little on edge or a little overstimulated. And it's so, so very important to have people in your life that maybe aren't as sensitive as you or highly sensitive, but they at least respect who you are and understand who you are. And that for me is just coming from personal experience. There was nothing worse than having a partner or a friend that always made me feel bad for the fact that I was highly sensitive versus trying to be empathetic and understand who I am and not judging me for it. Because the more judgment I had growing up, the more I felt like something was wrong and that I shouldn't feel this way. And I pushed myself in environments that I shouldn't have been in and I wasn't taking care of myself. So really learning how to accept yourself and own it. I'm sensitive, this is overwhelming. I think I need to take a break now. I think I need to put on my headset. I think I need to leave this party or this dinner or this whatever, or hell, just going into the bathroom and giving yourself a little bit of a five minute pick me up, right? I think that's the stuff that's so, so important is accepting yourself and having people in your life that also accept you too.